it's wonderful how how the American people display their sportsmanship. Hello, Hoosier fans, and thank you for listening to the Often Daunted podcast with me, Burke White. I'm just recording here following the 62-64 to defeat at the hands of the Northwestern Wildcats. Now, while I would usually have my head down, I have to say, I'm not that upset after this one. Honest to God. Honest to God. Here on the Often Daunted podcast, I, I, I like to just provide the fan gut feeling just because I'm I'm just a fan. I just do this as a hobby, uh, just like uh, dabbling with all this uh, to pass the time in between tips. And I just have to say, the way Indiana fought back, I appreciate the hell out of that. That is such a sight for sore eyes. I mean, we saw a flash of it in the Michigan game in that Big Ten tournament run last year, but they they honest to god fought back in this you wish they had it out the gate of course you wish they had it out the gate but the way that indiana was able to find it able to find a gear to get back to fight back into this game it's it's commendable i mean you can't be that upset after an away loss to uh, this northwestern team this year there's solid program getting away with a lot but they're a solid program i mean despite the crowd despite northwestern's staunch defense Despite the officiating, yes, we are blaming the officiating on the Often Daunted podcast. That was terrible. That was absolutely egregious. More on that later. But despite all that, the Hoosiers fought back. And we've seen them fold in these games so many times before. But but this year is different. This year, the Hoosier, the Hoosiers are responding. They're reacting. Credit for them for finding life after that just poor, poor first half. From the tip, the story of the game was Hoosiers turning the ball over. Uh, I think we ended the night uh, 13 to four, losing that category. Um, yeah, it's far too many, and it's just it's how early the turnovers that are coming that that is really astounding. Because yes, our guys are asked to play a lot of minutes right now. Yes, turnovers may come as a result of a lot of minutes asked to play, but they should be coming in the 35th. They shouldn't be coming in the second and fourth. It's just uh, these little lapses in judgment, these little lapses in execution, lapses in effort. And it is, I don't know, it's its easy to point out on film. So, I mean, at least the Hoosiers made it easy on themselves there. It's its so many of the passing from the Hoosier backcourt this season has looked second-guessed. I mean, yes, they're, they're always expecting somebody to come in that lane and try to shut it down. But you have to know whether he's there or not before you're, you're going after it. And you got to know... If you're releasing the ball, it, it's astounding. There, there are a lot of those turnovers where you see him almost try to just catch himself from passing it, and that leads it to just dribbling out of the fingers of whatever Hoosier was doing it. And it is just, I mean, I, I, I am not, listen, guys, I quit competitive basketball in the eighth grade because I realized I sucked at it. I realized I was a lot better fan than I was a player. <laughs> so when... When, when I'm sitting here talking about effort, and that's what I see. That's what I see. I don't see the try. Uh, the, the, he should subtly uh, triple downed on the triple down triangle, trip down. I don't know that stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying what I see. And what I see is just a lack of effort that, that, is, that is behind all of this, behind all of the frustration. And, and on the other side of the coin, though, you see just a surplus of effort 
that of us just trying to make up for the lack of effort. We just need to find consistency out of this Hoosier team, and they will be a rolling death machine. That's consistency out of everyone. We'll get through everyone, but there was just an utter lack of it from the jump. Found it down the line, found it down the line, but man, you just wish we could have not created such a extravagant hole. So, I mean, let's start with Trace Jackson Davis. Trace Jackson Davis was given fits all night by the Wildcat defense. Um, it was a case of double teaming sporadically, collapsing down on him sporadically. And it it was odd. His game in the first half was odd because, I mean, he was dribbling it off his leg. He, he, he didn't seem to have the... Uh, presence honestly I don't know what other word to use like he didn't have the presence that he he had just been shouldering for the entire run we've been on I think eight eight wins in the last 10 I'll take that every day Hoosiers I will take that Big Ten's brutal as hell tournament games ain't gonna be played in Big Ten arenas but I mean he yeah he was slow he was slow I think he they said he got three shots up in the first half good lord that's almost that's almost that is a crime that is a downright crime the Hoosiers need to find a way for Trace to get more than three shots up in a half. Whatever funk he was working through, um, I mean, you saw him work through it because he started getting his. He absolutely did. He almost got a career triple-double night, like a huge stat line. But, I mean, just imagine what he would have had if he was bringing it the first. And I don't want to say bringing it because I don't know. Uh, he he did look like a, there was something something off. He Yeah, it looked like he had a little injured wing, uh, but I'm not too worried about it. I, I just have to have positive thoughts regarding all of Trace's health. I only ever send him good vibes, only ever send him my prayers. He's the fourth person I pray for in the morning. <laughs> Fifth, I guess my wife's pregnant. So much of our season, everything relies on Trace. <laughs> it's enough pressure to create a diamond, and that's what it's doing. This guy is playing like an, a certified diamond. He, he stepped up, ending his night, 23 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. He was the driving factor in that Hoosier comeback. No, no doubt about it. He was the focus of the entire Northwestern defense and still was able to get basically a second-half triple-double. Outstanding. I hope it was just a little fatigue out the gate. Honestly, with him knowing he has to play 40, he might have to do in-game load management. Like, it's crazy. But that's, that's the role that is thrust upon him now. He's, he's living up to it. He's shouldering it. Uh, I just I just hope to see it continue. He's absolutely incredible, and when on, he is unstoppable. We're asking him to do so much, but please, Trace, just keep doing it. Please keep doing it. We need every single bit of it. I'm not going to let a uh, loss in Evanston against the hottest Northwestern team ever. Yes, yes, the greatest Northwestern team ever, which they won on a terrible push-off call. And down Xavier Johnson. So I'm going to make excuses because guess what? That game warrants excuses because the Hoosiers played their asses off. And God dang it, they should have gotten that win. That was brutal officiating throughout. So as we are usually one to do here on the Often Daunted podcast, I'll immediately bring up Jalen hood Shavino after Trace um, because they are the Batman and Robin of this team, team's postseason chances. Jalen went 6 for 16 from the field. Shooting was all right. But it was just, he turned the ball far too flippantly. I mean, he turned it over far too flippantly. Especially in the first half. I mean, ending his night with four ter- total turnovers. They were on those passes where it was just lapses of judgment, um, just not trusting his own pass. And again, it's it's a matter of, we 
when you're expected to play as many minutes as he is, yeah, turnovers are understandable, man. We get everyone's human, but having them right out the gate as he, he, he has been one to do from time to time. Yeah, can't afford them out the gate. Can't afford them out the gate. Afford, can't afford them out the gate. Like yeah, the the missed missed alley oop attempt that just hurt hurt every Hoosier fan watching. That 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 was a lot of minutes he's, he he was playing. That that's a lot of basketball that that young man was asked to play. Um, a little intention goes a long way. And and it is it is easy film. It is easy easy film for Woodson and Jalen to comb through. Because if he can clean up his game, which based on the mistakes look fairly easy to clean up, Jalen is I mean look at the mock draft. Jalen is a super freak. He's a freak of nature, superior specimen who is destined for the NBA. Now the Hoosiers just need consistent, reliable play. We need him consistently because we need to be able to rely on his production come March. Jalen, we all have so much faith in you, but I mean, you don't need that. You didn't get here because of our faith in you. You got in here because you worked your ass off to get here, dude. Just keep it up. Keep it up. Tear it up here and get on to the NBA, dude. God bless. But, man, we need it. We need it. Yeah, just, just, I mean, if this is your stepping stone, just make it a hell of a stepping stone. Why not get a title on the way? That's that shit you get to talk in the NBA for the rest of your life, dude. Every rookie in that next year's class, you got the title. Go get the Illini, Jalen. Go get them. Next up, we're going to talk about Race Thompson. Race really took a step forward today, I think, in his, I mean, it's not really development because that's just the game him and Trace have. They are a hive mind. They operate in tandem without talking. They they have twin code. I don't know what it is. Race acts as an appendage of Trace. And it worked well today. Race was able to end his night with 13 points, most coming off of those uh, hive mind plays down low. I mean, it's just two defenders on Trace and a ball impossibly finding Race below. Race, Race got those 13 on 4 for 4 from the field. Extremely efficient. He didn't uh, make many standout plays just because, I mean, he's limited. He is. But uh, games like this can go a long way in getting him right. Another silver lining to take from this game. Another silver lining to take from this, despite what the most obnoxious fans in our own fan base would think, is just Trey played great defense throughout. Trey did. That push-off was a poor call, and the entire officiating staff should be brought to justice for the performance they put out. I mean, I'm not saying this because this is a parody podcast, but they may want to investigate them for connections to organized crime because I don't see many other reasonable possibilities. Again, this is parody. Trey was asked to play 37 minutes, and in that time he got six efforts or six rebounds for his efforts. Not the craziest night scoring, not the craziest night scoring, but, but his presence on the court alone just really clogs up the backcourt for the offense. His erratic just... Nature, I would say play, I would say game, I would say defense, but it is his nature, his erratic nature on the court. It really does just uh, make a backcourt paranoid. I love everything he brings to the team. I wish he got a shot off more because he's just like the best shooter on our team. But hey, time will come. And hey, if he was just draining every shot, then yeah, let, 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 let's let him become that superstar. All right, next and certainly not least, we are talking about Miller. Miller Cop. Oh, man. That was a rough environment for our boy. Northwestern showed all their grace and poise as they rained hell on Miller. 
Yeah, largely it was a frustrating night for Miller. One for four from three point, one for six from the field. I mean, one of those drops, that's a game. And you know he wanted to show out in front of the old crowd. <laughs> really piss them off, but man, he, he wasn't able to get it going. And uh, he wasn't taking uh, many shots, as many as Trace wanted, certainly, because you saw his frustration throughout. Uh, that being said, a lot of that, uh, the lack of shooting from him largely came from, and honestly, the lack in shooting percentage, I would say, came from the flippant and just errant passes, the lack of effort, because every single one, every single Hoosier, if they were receiving the ball, was playing shortstop for a split second. It was going up, it was going down, but you had to field it. You had to rein it in and then make the play. And really, he couldn't find anything in rhythm because of it. By the time he hauled it in, by the time he got prepped, the guy was on him. It was frustrating, but Miller played great defense in that second half. There was one play where he, he almost turned it over. He almost turned it over, but made the hustle play. Made the hustle play to dive out, poke it back to Trey, I believe. Got it. Who whipped it down to Trace, uh, leading to two points at the free throw line, converted by Trace. It's the, it's those little things that Miller does that uh, those plays matter. Those plays really do matter. And he, he's, he hustles his ass off. I, I, I appreciate the hell out of it. And despite the poor shooting, I'm going to credit that up to a, I'm going to chalk that up to an anomaly and suspect he can shoot far better next game. Every other performance would tell you he will. Yeah, and, and it is just one more shot falling. The Hoosiers, despite the outcome of this one, are winning the close games this season. This is an outlier from the trend they've created. Don't get it twisted. Now, the Hoosier bench really left a lot to be wanted, for sure. Um, Tamar Bates, Malik Renew, and Jordan Geronimo logged a total of 32 minutes in this game. In that time, the Hoosier bench contributed three points to our total 62. Two for Jordan in his four minutes on the court. Was a pretty exciting two. And one for Malik. Zero for Tamar on the day. I mean, he, he he's an offensive playmaker. He is. And this is a this is a certified shooting drought he finds himself in. I don't know ball. Never claimed to know ball. But in my personal opinion, my very biased and unprofessional opinion, the only way out is through. He needs to keep continue continuing to get these minutes because we need him to produce. If the Hoosiers are going to win in March, we will... For some reason, I feel like there will need to be a Tamar Bates game. If there's a sixth banner in Assembly Hall after this season, I just have a feeling everyone will be able to point to one game on our route there where Tamar went off. I have faith that he can do it. Go and get, uh, let's start with Illinois. Go and get him. Running down this stat line, or just the team stats a bit. Hoosiers uh, outshot the Wildcats 49% to 37 Three-point pretty equal, 27 to the Wildcats, 24. Free throw percentage, they were perfect, 14 for 14, as the Hoosiers shot 75%. Rebounds, the Hoosiers won the uh, won the battle there, 36-25. It was the turnovers that killed us. 13 turnovers to Northwestern's four. Four turnovers, dang, that is darn near perfect in my book. I would accept that every freaking day. But 13, man, that has to be adjust- that has to be fixed. Sorry, it's late. I'm recording after that game, after I kind of typed all my thoughts out, or just a few. I mean, Northwestern Northwestern's defense was really great in this game. <laughs> they, they absolutely gave Trace Jackson fits, and that's the key to beating the Hoosiers this season. It was that defense and Boo Booey's falcon punch on Trey to end the game. Boo Hooey ended his night with 21 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists as he provided all of Northwestern's second half production. I mean, we really... Shut down Trace Aldige in that Chase Aldige, Trace Aldige, Chase Aldige in that second half. He he really lit it up in the first, but the Hoosiers shut him down relatively in the second. This this game left so much 
to be desired for Hoosiers fan, Hoosier fans. Of course, you wanted to see the Hoosiers come out hotter. You wanted to see them come out with a little more uh, rhythm, with a little more uh, focus, intention, effort, whatever it was. But just uh, my ultimate silver lining to take away from this game is the fact that the Hoosiers of yesteryear do not put up the fight that we saw. Other than the Michigan. But, <laughs> I mean, that 19-point deficit should be insurmountable. Every other season of Indiana basketball, <laughs> up until this one, I turned that game off. I didn't this game. Because it, because this team's different. This season feels different. Every other season, I would have thought, that's a wrap on the Hoosiers' day. Let's get some bet. Let's get some sleep. Let's get to work. Let's get to work on time. With this team, the mentality that they can shift into, that they that Trace can bring into the onto the court that can spill into the rest of the team. They're finding ways to get back into these games. For the most part, they're finding ways to win these close games. Yeah, you didn't win the one at Northwestern with a bullcrap call to end it. With bullcrap calls along the way, worse things have happened. Let's uh, lick our wounds. Let's uh, wrap it up. Let's uh, end discussing this one with our Walter fish of the game. This is the show Walter Fish of the Game. Your show Walter Fish of the Game is going to go to Trace Jackson Davis. Of course, it's always Trace. It's been, always been Trace. It always will be Trace until Trace is gone. The Hoosiers are Trace. Trace are Hoosiers. Yes, basically. <laughs> I mean, our team rides or dies with, with the temperament of our leader. And while Mike Woodson's a hell of a leader, the on-court general is Trace. He sets the tone. We go as he goes. Hopefully, we goes home and whoops up on the Illinois, <laughs> the Illinois fighting Illini. Show Walter Gubby the game. I'm going to give to Miller Cop for that dive. I'm also going to give it to Miller Cop because that was hell. I was in pain watching that. I mean, just an effort from the boy not to call in sick. Jesus. If there was a day to, there was a day to, uh, yeah, catch the vid. Miller came out fighting. Credit to him. Show Walter Guppy the game. We'll talk a bit about the Illini, Illini, God, I always mess that up, the Illini matchup a bit, and uh, talk about some Big Ten basketball right after a word from our sponsors. The Often Daunted podcast is brought to you by Dove Soap. Dove Soap, the perfect soap for scrubbing your mouth out after you ashamed your entire university. Here's looking at you, Northwestern. Dove Soap. Dove isn't a sponsor of this program. If they would like for me not to mention their name, they can uh, feel free to pay me to do that. It's a real hostage type situation we got on this show. Dove so. Let's talk some Big Ten ball. Okay, since our last time of recording, we had the Iowa Hawkeyes beat up on the Golden Gophers, as all do. 68-56, to with Murray leading the game with 28 points. We had the Michigan State Spartans uh, over Ohio State. Uh, 62 to 41. Joey Hauser with 22 game leading. Uh, thoughts and prayers to everyone at Michigan State. I mean, what can be said about it? That yeah, it's a tragedy. It really is. Um, it, it's terrifying. It's terrifying, and yeah, just thoughts and prayers to Michigan State and all their all their fans, all the students, everybody over there, anybody affected. But they got the win over Ohio State. Good on you. Northwestern 64, Purdue 58. Edie with 24 in that one. Great to see Northwestern beat up on the uh, 
Boilermakers. Not great to see them uh, take the lead over us in the conference. On Tuesday, Valentine's Day, uh, Penn State beat um, Illinois 93-81. to Pickett with a game-high 41 points. Jalen Pickett's a one-man. He's a walking bucket. Nebraska 82 over Rutgers 72. Tomonaga with 22. Wisconsin 64 over Michigan 59. SC again. SC again. SC again with 23. And then we had today. Northwestern 64, number 14, Indiana 62. Trace Jackson Davis with the game high 23. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Hey, Indiana fans, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Northwestern moves into that second spot. We fall. But there's still plenty of basketball to play. We're fighting for the top four spots. Get a bye in that tournament. And then it's all about March. It's all about March. So uh, let's keep winning these games. Let's, uh, let's start with Illinois. Illinois is coming off of that uh, loss to Penn State. Right before that, they had beaten Rutgers. I mean, that's a great win. I mean, Rutgers, dirty, dirty cheats they are. Still a great win. And they're going to be absolutely looking for revenge in this one. Looking to steal one in the hall, in the real assembly hall. I just don't think it's happening. I think I think these Hoosiers are going to really, really make an example of this Illinois team. I mean, I may be damning myself with these words, but I, I really am looking for the Hoosiers to put it on the Illini. Leave zero doubt in this one that the Hoosiers are a team that are just a cut above the rest. Thank you so much for listening to the Often Daunted podcast with me, Burke White. I record these after each of the games. Uh, just put it out, a few thoughts of mine uh, just on each of the outcomes. Really having fun doing this. And uh, if you haven't, please subscribe to the show. Please give me a listen after you've already exhausted all other Indiana content. There are far smarter guys out there making far richer content. But I do appreciate the listen, and I do appreciate a follow. So if you haven't, please subscribe. Um, if you'd like to, uh, feel free to give me a follow on Twitter at Often Daunted. Uh, I do post in tandem with these uh, episodes, and I do share some thoughts on my site, OftenDaunted.com. Just sharing a few thoughts there. Uh, everything Often Daunted. Find me there. If you uh, feel like you can contribute anything to the show, please, uh, questions, anything, uh, feel free to reach out to me at OftenDaunted at gmail.com. I, I've been having so much fun doing this. I've been having so much fun uh, just interacting with the with all you Hoosier fans. Thank you so much for giving me the listen. Keep your chins up, Hoosiers. This ain't the end. Hoosiers are coming out strong on Saturday, taking down the Illini. Let's go.